To get rid of those pesky ads, request stories, listen to unlisted and bonus episodes, and to chat with the gang, support us by clicking the description link. Let's see, we've got Shramarama, Lauren, Alan, and Ashley here so far. So, 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 what is up, everyone? This is the Talk Murder Me podcast. We record episodes every Saturday, live stream, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I put out episodes every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I want to give a shout out to our sister podcast, Among Among the Dirt and Trees. You can find that in the link below. And our good friend, Brianne, mm-hmm. she is an excellent storyteller. So it's her, and I produce the podcast for her, but it's her telling a story, a true crime story that occurs out in nature. So camping or whatever. It's very unique. And she does a lot of witchcraft cases too, which is really cool. Oh, I love those. Yes. Yeah. And anyway, if you want to check that out. I wonder if she would cover the um, the Brockton Triangle. She did cover some triangle. There's a couple like in Michigan, I think, or the Michigan Lake or something like that she covered. But anyway, I produce it, put good music behind it. And it's just check that out if you like. But anyway, that's my plug. <sighs> I really want to tell them what you've been doing at night now. <laughs> <laughs> so does it have to do with plugs? Because I don't know if that's appropriate for it, this podcast. It has to do with Brianne. Um <laughs> So, uh, so John has been playing this new video game that he's been just dying to come out on Xbox. I mean, dying, guys. No, dude. And it's called... It's okay to like video games. The Pressure Washing Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Dude, yes. it's legit and it's fucking great. So, I, love, so he, I love that. So, so you pretend like you're pressure washing stuff? No, you yes. do pressure. Like, all right. So and it is a a a co-op game. So he and Brienne and Brienne's <laughs> boyfriend last night, and I was listening. I had my earbud, and we couldn't get an extra controller for uh-huh. me just because we we only have one com- gaming computer. Uh-huh. And so they're like all chat, and you know, it was f- like a fun time. I have haven't really interacted a ton with uh, with Brienne. That was my first time like meeting her boyfriend um but it was i i think we're, like we we're playing until like 12 30 that's late for you guys <laughs> it is i started falling asleep i was like i can't i can't keep watching you, you guys, guys are like nine nine thirty ten i know like 10 10 yeah. is my normal bedtime Here 10 30 maybe if i'm like really reading a good book oh cool it's really fun dude so jen i think <laughs> you gotta figure out how to get on there because then you can play with john <laughs> and well, uh brianne yeah, maybe I should because I have a pressure washer at home and I've I pressure washed my house, but I don't think it worked. Like I had the so I don't know. I think I did something wrong. It didn't look like it looked better, but it didn't look super better. And like you know my skylight that I have. Yeah, there was like pollen and stuff on it, and mm-hmm. so I soaped it, and then I like. But the pollen, like, there's still residue on there. Do I have to go up there and scrub it? I'm not getting on my roof. Well, you need you, need, just, you need somebody to come and pr- pressure wash it for realsies. No, I would just climb on your roof, yeah, and do it. Mm. You do. And oh. then I'll end up in the emergency room again, and then I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, let's Because that's not. something where I may not recover from. Let's uh, not that was do so that. bizarre. I could not believe. I wonder what it is, because you've m- mowed the lawn. Like, it's not like it's uh, something yeah, different. And, no, and it's, you know... I don't know. I, unless I got bitten by something that I haven't been bitten by before. Yeah, but wouldn't like that sight get swollen and puffy first versus like your ears and hives on your arms? Yeah, which is why I thought maybe it might be sun poisoning. But I, it was it was at 6:30 at night. 
Moon poisoning? I don't know. The moon wasn't out yet. <laughs> moon poisoning. We are doing trivia today, Ashley. So uh, so basically, here's what we're going to do. Um, I'll just run it through real quick for everybody new. John had this great idea um, to keep giving away some fun prizes um, is to have um, trivia. We'll do 10 questions per episode. And if you are a regular Joe listener, you can still participate and play and get a point. Um, but obviously, if you are a Patreon member and you are here for episode two on the live stream, well, you're going to have an opportunity to get more points. Um, so we'll have uh, first to 10 points or whenever you get to 10 points. Um, you can either have an Amazon gift card or pick from your loot of prizes if you are a Patreon member. Yeah, also- and I will hold. Oh, I will say that we are doing three episodes today, Ooh. and we're going to continue the trivia in all three episodes. Unfortunately, we're only doing one public episode, so you know what that means. So you got to be a Patreon <laughs> member if you want to win big. That's fucked up. No, that's <laughs> totally fair. So no, he I- looked at me the way he looked at me when he was like, "So you know what that means?" I'm like, "No, what does that mean?" Yeah. <laughs> You're very dancey today. I know. I feel good. I, I'm glad. We got new cameras. Yeah. We each have in. our own now. I can zoom in. Oh, here's Nicole. Stop, Stop that. <laughs> Look. She, are you, are you poking her? <laughs> I was trying to poke you. <laughs> oh, shit. So I have some good stories tonight, and these are a request. If you, you've you already seen me, John, for Tenacious D, is that what she's talking yeah. about? She's got a Tenacious D. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Oh shit. That was great. I've got some great stories tonight. We're doing three, so Well, before we get started, let me welcome our newest Patreons. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Patrunos, um uh, Uno Momento. And we have a surprise shot dedication for Hunter. Hunter. Today. Hang on. One sec. Really? Where do I, where do I find these things? I, I struggle every time. Growing up in Gilbert, South Carolina, I knew a lot of hunters. Like, th- that name is really yeah. popular. Yeah. It's a good name, Hunter. Yeah. I like that. Very unique. What if his but, name was Gatherer? It could be a, it could be a female. <laughs> hunter. I know could a female be. hunter. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I've never met a female hunter. I met a male Ashley before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we... Actually, have this week to welcome Taro into the boop, 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 boop. the membership. I know she's on here now. Lexi up, and Lexi? Martin and Martin. Nice. Hey all. Um, this is great. Fantastic. Yeah. So, all right. So, Hunter had a very specific request for us today. So, we're gonna do that for. All right, let's do it, man. Yours is behind you. Surprise shots! Surprise shots! Don't know what they are, cause they're a surprise. This one sounded pretty good today. That's that's the one that's actually like secured on yeah. the thing. It's cause it's comparing to the one that doesn't even work. Cheers, y'all. Cheers, Hunter. This cheers. Is for Hunter, right? Yes, yeah. this is for Hunter. Cheers. Right, cheers. <sighs> I feel like a teenage girl. <laughs> that was not gold slogger. <laughs> well, it was fireball. Fireball is the new gold slogger, I think, isn't it? I've, I, yeah, like, fire, I, I would say Fireball was like got crazy popular. Oh yeah, all, yeah like yeah. ten years ago, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
All right, you guys ready to get started? I got some great episodes, man. I'm super excited. This is a request, so when you figure out what it is, be sure to claim it. And we do take requests from uh, our supporters. You can do that on Discord. All right, tonight we are going... This is a this is a story right here, man. Holy shit. This, this story is going to give you some mad anxiety. Oh, no. All right, we are starting September 30th, 1978. Mm. I'm going to show you the Google Earth, but if you want to tell me where this is... The middle of nowhere. Yeah, no shit. This is California. Oh. We're actually going to Stanislaus County. Stanislaus. Stanislaus County. But more specifically, we're going to I-5, which is this big-ass interstate. We've oh, heard yeah. a lot about the I-5. Yeah, we uh, did it. The I-5, the 405. Yeah. So this interstate, as Jen said, is out in the middle of damn nowhere. But it's still a highway. It's a two-lane highway. There's a lot of traffic here. But you see that to the left, there's some farmlands and stuff like that. But to the right, it's mostly mountains. So this is about where the spot we're going to right now it was about right here hmm. and you see anyone could just pull off the side of the road and ain't nobody in tarnation gonna see what they're doing yeah so. well like very de like desert like over there oh yeah, yeah yeah and i feel like even if you did see someone pull off the side of the road like that's the type of area where you're like that's none of my business i'm gonna keep going Desolate as hell. We're going to 8 a.m. Keep with me because this is going to get a little crazy. Only a little crazy? <clears throat> yeah, a little crazy. Okay. September 30th, 1978. It's 8 a.m. in the morning. Early. Still a lot of traffic. A lot of cars went by this incident that happened. Only one stopped. Like the Good Samaritan. Yeah. Which is always what, and I'll get to this later, but it's literally always the elderly couple that stops to help the uh, injured, you know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, 8 a.m., there was a woman walking down the highway. This is her right here, if you can describe her. Young, um, I'd say maybe like late uh, teens, early 20s. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Dark hair. September 30th, 8 a.m. in the morning, this girl, 15-year-old girl. Oh, damn. Mary Vincent, Mary Bell Vincent, who you just saw. And I'll put the photos on talkmore.com. Courtney says she knows the story. Uh -huh. Don't spoil it. Don't <laughs> I do love it when people it. figure it out right away. Yeah. Do not spoil it. Do not spoil it. Cowschwitz. <laughs> oh my that's, god. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no way, yo. <laughs> Google Maps named it that. Oh, no, holy. someone on Google Maps. That's Fucking funny. wait, you met her, Shramarama? Holy shit. The All story? Right. Wow. All right, no more. Bye. I love that. I love it. When okay, no more, no more giving away hints. All right. 15 year old Mary Bell Vincent, she is stumbling in and out of the lane. Walking. Walking. On a busy freeway. On 8 a.m. in the morning. It's pretty busy. There were several cars that had passed her. Yeah. And but she, like if you see someone that's like weaving in and out, walking. Well, it's not that just, it just wasn't that she was weaving. She was very zombie like in her steps. She's stepping where you, you know, in those horror movies where they don't pick up their feet all the way. and Like schlepping? Sh schlepping. Is that what it's called? Sliding and stepping? Oh, I don't know if that's why it's called that. I've just, I don't know, schlepping. That's just something that my parents... Schlep, yeah. Floppy. Yeah, floppy. Good adjective. No, no, no. We're doing trivia question number two. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda Lynn got that point. So. Uh, well, it kind of works. So anyway, 15-year-old Mary Bell Vincent is in and out of, the, out of the lane. She is clearly distraught. Not only is she swerving in and out of the lane, just walking, her eyes closed, making these noises. Uh, like you can't even hear her. Like Tina? Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> what did she do? <laughs> I almost wore my Tina shirt today. Ah, oh, damn. Did you guys watch the movie? Yes. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. We made a whole night out of it. It was Aww, fun. Like a little date night? Yeah. We, we got burgers from um, Boxcar Betty's. And then um, we got some raisinets because that's John's favorite, favorite candy. I <laughs> see <he> blushing. <laughs> And we were both wearing our Bob's Burger shirts. It was great. That's adorable. I think that was the night that I ended up in the emergency room. <laughs> that is also adorable. D, my left boob is named Floppy. Uh, the right uh, one is <laughs> I love uh, it. That's amazing. Uh, anyway. Okay. She's stumbling. 15-year-old girl. People slow down. And the, the horns are going, but it's not because she's just stumbling. Like maybe she's on drugs. She's also butt naked. Oh. In the desert, basically. You saw the Google Maps. Yeah. This is the the mountains are right there. And no one's stopping for this girl? No one's stopping. Oh, well, it is the seventies. But she's not just like prancing around, you know, like lively. Naked. Lively. Yeah. She's covered in blood. Hovered. And it's her own blood. And that blood is trailing the road. So you saw the Google Maps. She comes up from the uh outside skirts there where I showed you where it would be a good place no one would catch you see you do anything Mm -hmm. she somehow walks the right direction and ends up on this highway and she is just stumbling blood completely covers her there's a trail of blood painting the the pavement behind her no one's stopping there were several people that slowed down but as soon as they noticed what was really going on they sped off all right an older couple elderly couple stops and this is always the case in these episodes every case we've done is always the elderly people the elderly couple you know herbert stop the car and pick up that poor lady it's true so we need to thank our elderly people seriously because if it wasn't for them she this would have went a lot differently they pull over the male gets out the elderly male looks at this 15 year old girl now they don't know what's going on yet she's naked and she's got blood on her but they don't really know the details they're just like are you okay are you okay and And then both of them in in sync, both the husband and wife, they see what is going on and it strikes their eyes like like a bolt of lightning. Mary, 15-year-old Mary, has been walking like this the whole time, stumbling. And for you guys on podcast, I have my hands up, kind of like I'm raising a dinner tray. Stumbling in a state of intense shock. Her arms that are raised up. Mary's arms, this 15-year-old girl's arms, three and a half inches below the elbow. So one, two, three, three and a half, about right here. Mm-hmm. That's three and a half inches. This 15-year-old girl stumbling naked with blood all over, three and a half inches below her elbow, hacked off both arms. <gasps> no. Completely severed, missing. She's holding them up like this. She is in the intense state of shock. Oh, yeah, it's She dead. is walking, barely, zombified and the couple they can see if you've been to like anatomy class and stuff you've seen like the cutout diagram yeah. of a an arm yeah and you see the bone in there and it's white and you can kind of see well, the there's little two bones in the, in crevice. the forearm. yeah 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 exactly so you see they see those two white circles and then they see the capillaries and everything they see that right there uh-huh and luckily luckily they they throw her in the car obviously 
obviously. Now, if you want to, can you read the first one? Oh, yeah, hang on. She is basically at this point walking, barely. It is a body that has no blood in it at this point because all that blood is behind her and in the mountains and on the dirt. All that blood is gone. It's not in her body. From the Sacramento Bee, October 18th, 1978. On September 29th, Mary was found wandering naked near I-5 near Modesto with her arms hacked off below the elbows. Since she was identified, juvenile workers in Las Vegas have poured over her file, trying to reassess her case. The girl told authorities she had been raped by a heavy set man in his 50s who picked her up in a blue truck. She was found on September 30th, wandering around in a deep state of shock, naked, her arms severed below the elbow. She survived. Whoa. This wow. is her. She is a survivor. Good for her. And thank God that those people stopped. No shit. I mean, isn't that um, like severing a bone, like, so it's below the elbow. That means they cut that bone. Like, it's not, you know how, like. It's not a natural joint if it was below the exactly. elbow. Exactly. So that must it, have hurt, yeah. like, even, that must have been really hard to cut in that particular spot. Yeah. This is her. Wow. Oh, look at the doggies. Okay, she's living her best life. You see, she has hooks for arms. Yeah. And I was reading more about her. I was like reading some of her interviews. She actually prefers to have the hooks instead of a, pro- a prosthesis. Uh-huh. She, from from at the time, this was 2003 when she last interviewed. She's not really wa- wanting to be public. Right. But. Well, especially, I feel like now with their like prosthetics and um are kind of more common than back then. So maybe like she like well she wouldn't have the need to be out in the public either because yeah. like it's not like she's a one in eight hundred like person who has a prosthetic on there. Yeah, no, you know you know you know what I mean. Like I don't know. Well, she is an artist now. Oh, and that's wow. why you saw that one picture of her painting. The interview that I read from two thousand three, I believe, said she was she was struggling. She financially, obviously, mm-hmm. because I mean you got two hooks, you know how. I mean, she can't do, obviously, admin work, stuff like that or, or whatever. But she is, from last time that I saw, she is trying to make it as an artist. And she is still alive. So Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Shramarama from live chat says, quote, when I met her, she still had the hooks. It was about 14 years ago, end quote. So that's that's pretty crazy. So you said you were you were her neighbor? No, Shramar- she knew her neighbor. Oh, knew her neighbor. What was her attitude like? I mean, I, I feel like... She has a really good attitude. Obviously, she survived. And if you start the story from when it happened, you'll see that she is an advocate. And she was talking in all these schools about what, right? Hitchhiking. That's how she got out there, as we'll get to. Oh. But so this story specifically is only going to be about her and like her life growing up and stuff like that and why she was hitchhiking, stuff like that. And then we're going to go back at the very end. We're going to go back to the van that dumped her out. Okay. And that is pretty, pretty bad. A fisherman named Michael Henry actually found her arm, one of her arms. He was casting a line into the San Francisco Bay near Oakland Army Base. And he pulled out one of the forearms, mm. either right or left. I can't remember. This Is this shortly after or like? Yeah, yeah this is like two weeks after. Oh, okay. Which means what? You didn't see any... You didn't see any San Francisco Bay around that highway. Uh-uh. That so. means somebody threw it in there. Yeah. At that point. Also, I I mean, even if it wasn't in the San Francisco Bay where they threw it, they could have thrown it in any other waterway for two weeks. It could have 
traveled. Yeah, yeah. This is important. Her name is Mary Vincent. We're going to go through her story. How, how did this 15-year-old girl, this 15-year-old girl with a great family growing up, and here's her photo one more time. How did this girl right here end up in this situation? Well, it was the 70s. Yeah, 1978. Hitchhiking was common. Yeah. Maybe she wanted to go to like a concert or something with her friends. At the time, she didn't want to be called Mary Vincent. She wanted to be called Maria Vargas. Oh, was now, she a runaway? Yes, she she is a run. She was a runaway multiple times. Her mother was a Las Vegas blackjack dealer, a, and she said that her daughter was a quote sweet sweet girl who was too trusting and always believed that nobody's bad. Most runaway stories we cover, there has been some abuse or emotional something going on. You have to ask her why she was a runaway, but from what I'm gathering, it was because she was a middle child and middle. There's like a thing with. Middle that. child syndrome? Yeah, exactly. But you'd have to ask her. She actually ran away right before she finished ninth grade for the first time. She has this 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 belief, this false belief as a 15-year-old girl growing up in, 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 uh, in Vegas. They were living in Vegas at the time. This false belief that the world is inherently good. Like, people are good. They always do the right things. Kind of like, you know, kids have kids have that today. You know, they're fearless type of shit. You could, you could call it fearless you could call it naivety you could call it just a overall positive overreach outlook uh people are coming in with titles here yeah natasha had had a pretty good one what was it uh the disarmed hitchhiker like that play on words see they really do know me (laughs) i know (laughs) hacked up hitchhiker is a good one too i like it uh also worth noting she's really good at opening beer cans (laughs) sure barba said Well, I mean, hey, Shramarama has do met you, her. Do you so. still have, um, would you be able to, I mean, I'd love to interview her. She, this this lady is a very strong person. To, to survive what I'm going to go into tonight, holy Jesus. This is a, a person that, uh, and she doesn't like the, the spotlight from what from what I can see. But the first time she ran away, April 2nd, 1978, she returned home three weeks later. And as you, you said earlier, we've covered all these stories. Like a lot of the serial killers in the 80s were just picking up uh, hitchhikers. It was mm-hmm. a thing. Yep. I mean, not because everyone hated their parents and wanted to get out. They just wanted to hitchhike. It was like the thing, right? I guess not anymore because everyone, everyone has a car. And everyone can just take an Uber. Yeah. If they need yeah, to get somebody where. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, Ubering is kind of like the new hitchhiking because mm-hmm. you never know what could happen. Yeah. Remember uh, Samantha Josephson? Yeah. The one that in Columbia. In Columbia. Yeah. I've only taken an Uber once before. I've taken one a couple of times. I but- used to drive for Did you? When? I did a very small stint. I just wanted to see everyone was talking about how much money they're making. So I had my infinity and I was like, fuck it, I'll sign up. And I did it for like a week. Yeah, I, I just hated it. Yeah. Because like I'm very I'm the guy that like you're getting in my car. I don't talk much, but you know, I'm sitting there like better not fuck up my seat type yeah. of shit. Like <laughs> so I wasn't getting high ratings. You can't handle that. <laughs> and I was like picking up, you know, college kids in Charlotte. They were drunk. I was like, bitch, better not fucking throw up in here. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, yes, dad. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> 
right. The first time she ran away, April 2nd, 1978. She returns home three weeks later. April 25th, runs away again, returns home May 8th. Now, her family situation is pretty good. It's a very large home. So, they're sharing space and stuff like that. I, th- I believe their house was like 1,800 square feet. And there were seven siblings. So, pretty big home. Or pretty big family for a small home. Yeah. No abuse, nothing. Her her family, very loving, very caring. So in this episode, like I said, we're kind of going through how the media, because I use old newspapers to do my report. So when I when the incident happens, I go by year up until the last I can find her. So this is the story presented as in the newspapers. Okay. Got it. Yeah. From the words of Mary Vincent survivor, I left home to save my life, Vincent said. I, it wasn't to seek wild times. I didn't know anything about the world or the opposite sex. Yeah, and real quick, like, we, we got three cameras now. Jen was kind of worried about, like, you know, the view. My, my. <laughs> and then we can fix it still. But yeah, we, make it flattering. The, the ring light looks good. The camera yeah. just came in today, literally an hour before we started. I'm this. trying to be more confident, too. And I just wanted to you say. Should be. I, I want to. I just want to say thank you for our, our supporters, man, because we wouldn't be able to get, I mean, even though we bought it like I was lowballing every motherfucker on eBay. <laughs> Please, oh. someone give it to me. Oh, you want six hundred dollars? Will you take one fifty? <laughs> it's like fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah, you're the you're the the bitter I hate on eBay. Actually, I'm like okay, fuck one seventy five. Oh. Are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> Yeah, that's when I just hit the decline button when they come back a second time. Dude, fuck we we gotta nope. <laughs> We ain't rich up in this piece, man. That's for sure. All right. She was the middle child in a large family, seven seven siblings. The parents were so concerned that every time she ran away, they filed a missing persons report, which if they didn't care, they wouldn't do. Her grandfather was willing to let her live with him. And the last time she ran away, she did stay there for a little bit. But according to her, it just wasn't working out. The family was in Vegas for seven years. If you, you want to try to guess what nationality the mother is and you can tell what nationality she is as well is she um, vietnamese pretty close yeah yeah no it's oh, good, good really good guess yeah, it's yeah. a really good guess yeah yeah she's filipino but, i love the filipinos they're such a kind people that's what um lauren is married to a filipino oh i didn't know that i thought she was sweden swedish Mm-mm. we were talking about all the food that one time remember yeah have you guys ever had lumpia they're like I... little they're they're like egg rolls yeah and they so you serve it with like a sweet chili okay. sauce it's so good they have been in vegas for eight years now the father was a slot machine mechanic and the mother, Lucy, from the Philippines, she met her husband, Herbert, when they were, when he was in the Air Force. So you were close. I mean, I don't know how many guys, I guess guys brought home Vietnamese women, yeah. wives. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there was an influx of, um, of um, Vietnamese in American marriages, I think, during that time. Well, because the Americans were over there living in, you know. Large enough home. I saw it was 1,800 square feet, but it was zoned That's to bigger than my horses. House. Is it really? Yeah. How how big is this house? About the same? It, this house is like 1,800, 1,900 yeah. square. Oh, shit. Okay. Now, her school, she had a nice school. I'm basically going on like why she would run away. But she was a, quote, nice, quiet girl with an attendance problem. She went mm. to a really good school with a pool and a tennis court and everything else. So she was truant. She was what? Truant. Truancy, like, is when kids don't come to school. But, so you probably see that. So A lot. 
But a lot of those kids, do they have good childhoods? Um, you can't really generalize because sometimes it's sometimes it's a family issue. Sometimes it's the kid and and the family doesn't really know how to motivate them to get them to school. Um, sometimes it's the you know maybe they live with a single parent and their single parent is working and the kids just don't come to school. It, there's so many different reasons. Like you can't really generalize that. So this is Natasha's request. You're welcome, Natasha. And Amanda Lynn from live chat. My uncle married a woman in Vietnam and had a son. The son stayed in Vietnam with his mother and was like a 6'3 mixed Vietnamese guy. Good Lord. Wow. That's um like if height is um like to be that tall. Right. I think is pretty yeah. unusual. I had some friends that stayed abroad in Thailand and like my friend is like 5'10 for as a female. And like they're like it was unusual for them to see somebody that tall mm-hmm. for a for a woman. You're tall. Yeah. You're like six six. No, I'm not six, not six six. She's not six six. No, I'm not six six. I meant six six and foot. Then... Yeah. <laughs> six six. Like, wow, Jen, you are tall. <laughs> From the words of Mary's counselor, it's a close, strict, loving, caring family. The parents tried a lot of methods to control. She apparently couldn't live under this, and she split. I think Mary wanted to grow up too fast. She was in a hurry. She was sure she knew what was best for her at the ripe old age of 14. All right. So, and we're about to go to the van right now. Back to the van. That's where she was at before she started walking. But basically she was, uh, you know, she just wanted to run away to see the world. Basically. She thought everyone was good. But however, walking down the interstate naked with your arms hacked off, she immediately saw that not everyone is good. You have to be a, a an incredibly demented person to do that. So we're going back to September 29th, 1978. We're going back to the same highway as we were on Google Earth I-5. This time we're in the back of a blue van. The guy that did this to her picked her up like a, uh, a hitchhiker just picked her up. And if you think about how she was discarded when she left the van. It was almost like trash on the interstate because like a McDonald's bag or a Pepsi bottle. Think about it. The hacker, the the mad hacker hacks off this young girl's arms and doesn't think twice about it. Doesn't try to make sure she is dead or anything. Well, I think, I mean, because you can't really do much for yourself if you have no, like, if you, first of all, you've already lost a lot of blood. And like, if you're going to be in a state of shock. Like, yeah, but it, he didn't even try to put her out of her misery. It's just like, well, that's hacked evil. them off yeah. is evil. Yeah. Just threw her out like trash, like all oh, the animals will take take care of this. Yeah. That's what she was. That's what I mean. So keep that in mind when we go over who did this, because he was caught. Good. So you're Mary Vincent. How do you survive? How would you survive this if you were her? Think about that. She said to the media, quote, how she survived was, I concentrated. I meditated and pretended like I was dead. Then he leaves. And then she talks about how she had her hands up. She didn't have a tourniquet. Even if she did have a tourniquet, she can't put it on. You know, even if there was a shirt there, she couldn't put, you know, like, no way. Yeah. So Mary Vincent was hitchhiking. This blue panel van pulled up. The man was older and looked all right for a 15-year-old girl. This is the man right here. He was caught. He is the one right here um on the the left oh no i mean i guess maybe back no i get bad vibes from him but we're also sitting like almost 45 years later (laughs) and knowing the conclusion (laughs) yeah that's lawrence singleton 51 years old 
from his words, he stopped for, he picked her up and he said after his arrest, quote, the light was red. If it was green, I wouldn't have got into any trouble. So that's where he sees her, picks her up. They stop for Coke and uh, some gasoline. And this is like any other hitchhiking for her. She's going, she's on her way and she's, you know, everything's fine. She did notice a strong smell in the cabin though. This man, Lawrence Singleton, 51 years old, was drinking 190 proof grain alcohol from a milk jug. Damn. Okay. We tried doing that one little shot that one time and we almost like thought we were going to die, man. Yeah. yeah, that was <laughs> that was the worst one, I think. <laughs> Other than all the congealed stuff like that. like That burned my throat. Also, I want to go back to say like if the light was green, he wouldn't have gotten into any trouble. So like you just like, I don't know, that. That just bothers me. I don't know. Just that mindset is like, well, I guess like, I guess the light's red so I could pick her up and then, you know, hack her arms off. Like, but if the light was green, he like wouldn't have then at that point. But we don't know if he would have done it before or if he's killed again or anything. 190 proof grain alcohol from a milk jug. He has to pee. They're they're driving along. Everything's fine. She falls asleep at one point. He wakes her up. I got to stop over inside the road. And you saw the highway. It's like, where are you going to stop? Literally nowhere. He pulls off the- (laughs) Like in rat race. (laughs) I'm prayer dog in it god oh god i hate that part you hate that movie i said i hate that part of the movie it does make me cringe (laughs) it was appropriate for the comment do you ever get your toilets installed no i haven't even bought new ones yet oh they get they both get out of the car because she has to to get out i guess and relieve herself but more importantly she she has to tie her shoe or shoes are untied so she's out of the van she's stretching her legs she bends over kneels down to tie her shoe and then she sees quote one big fist coming down at me oh end quote he throws her into the van she's pretty much not unconscious but she's in that state of what the fuck yeah he throws her into the van ties her hands up so you think about it like why why would would someone cut off the forearms her hands are tied up he forces her to drink this grain alcohol just oh. shoves it right down her her throat throat and doesn't alcohol thin the blood too which is even more dangerous i mean i don't know anyway he is also dr- he's also drunk at yeah. one point he goes unconscious and that's safe he ties her up and then she passes out and he rapes her several times mary remembered being pulled from the van and him telling her again that he would set her free He was cutting ropes off her hands, and as he held her left one, she saw an axe come down. She is outside the van at this point. Okay, not tied up. He he just raped her a bunch. No, tied up. Yeah, still tied up. But outside the van. Well, inside the van, he rapes her a bunch of times after she's tied up. Got it. Okay, so she's tied up. Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, sorry. Exactly. And then, from what I see, throws her out of the van, and they're in that desolate area. He tells her that she's going to be okay. He's just got to cut the ropes off. So this from the Fresno Bee. There were three more chops. She struggled to grab the axe. Then four more blows on her right arm. All the time, he was promising that she would be set free. So he is hacking her arms. He just told her initially, I'm just going to cut these ropes off. I just raped you a bunch of times and now I'm just got to cut the ropes off and you'd be free. Yeah, you got to be naked and walk around the desert, but at least you're free. So let me just cut these ropes off. But he meant he was going to cut the ropes off because he was cutting her arms off. Well, he's just a very evil person. Right. Yeah. But I mean, like she thought, okay, like slice through my ropes. But he was like, I'll cut the ropes off. And he meant like, (sighs) yeah. So, (sighs) yeah. So repeating, there were three more chops. 
boom, 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 all the time. I'm going to set you free. You're going to be free. I'm cutting you free. You be free. She struggled to grab the axe. Then four more blows on her right arm. All the time he was promising she would be free. As he's doing this, she, he's like, you're going to be free. You're going to be free. You're cutting off her arms. Then he picked her up and knocked her over the road rail and into a culvert. He just like, okay, you're free. Throws her off the freaking bridge. Mary, only 15 years old, bleeding out profusely, then heard her attacker say that she was now free. He threw me off a cliff, she said. I should have broken bones. I should have bled to death. I didn't, and I never passed out. I remember everything. I wanted to give up and go to sleep, but I felt someone there with me. A presence who wanted me to survive. A voice told me to get up and get help or someone else would die. Hmm. That is that is 100% true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, this guy was going to kill a lot of people. So think about it real quick. Well, go ahead. Was she the only victim that he had? Uh, well, hold on. I'll uh, get to that. Okay. All right. Think about this. Let me go back real quick. You're Mary Vincent. How would you survive this blood loss? Your arms are hacked off. Luckily, you walk in the right direction. But how would you survive? The average human body has no more than 1.4 to 1.5 gallons of blood. That's like a, a gallon, you know. It's a milk jug. A milk jug. Okay, that's how much blood's in your body. The average adult can lose 14%, 14% of that blood, of a milk jug blood, blood. 14% of that before feeling some minor effects like dizziness and drowsiness. 20% more and your body goes into hemorrhagic shock. And these, these effects literally multiply. So the dizziness increases by, you know, the, the square of itself type of shit, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. It multiplies itself. Right. 15 to 30% of blood loss, your body shuts down some of its organs. 15 to 30%. Of a, you think of a milk jug, that's not a lot. And what I say at the beginning, there's blood all over the interstate. Her arms are hacked off, for fuck's sake. No, you gotta like. There's I mean, a lot not of that fucking people want blood to imagine loss. the image of that, but like, like you can imagine like the blood like just squirting out of her arms and like she's oh poor thing. Exactly right, it's squirting out her her arms. Because you you know you got I mean, arteries in there. The, uh. Exactly the major freaking shit mm -hmm. and no tourniquet, blood restraint from the limbs which in Mary cases Mary's case is a good thing the brain when you're losing a lot of blood kind of brings all the blood back to its major organs the heart and the lungs so that's why when you get um, like hypothermia your your fingers go cold because the blood constricts back to where it's needed the most right mm -hmm. which in this case probably saved your life 40% of that blood so you're thinking of a milk jug jug 40 40% of that blood you slip into a coma mm. how close close was this girl from her death and how and how many people stopped and just sped off quite a few 50% of that blood loss your heart stops pumping and your organs finally shut down she survived simply by something of you know a presence in her head telling her not to give up and to keep her hands above her head she said gravity can can help me out on this wow she has her hands above her head and that's why she's walking like that like she's walking uh... like she's holding 
carrying a dinner tray. She's walking like this. Mm. But she is Smart. twenty. I said twenty percent a blood loss. She's in a state of shock. Yeah. She's already in shock. Well, yeah, because this she's got lady is already in shock. Yeah. I can um, freaking imagine what she was going through, man. Right. I cannot imagine what she was going through. Fucking horrifying, man. There is one particular part that Lauren was saying about something that she did to stop the blood. What did she to do, help Lauren? Stop the blood. He said that she put her the stumps in mud. Oh, okay. To help stop that. I don't Shit. know if that you came across that. I didn't see that. I was like, wow. I didn't see that in hmm. any of the newspapers I did. I pulled a lot of newspapers. That's, uh, yeah, I, I can believe it. She did a few, uh, quite a few interviews. So that was probably one that I didn't see. But yeah, shit. That's a damn good uh, addition there. Mm-hmm. Shit. How, and how far away? I know it looked like that was in the middle of nowhere. This is the guy that they call Lawrence Singleton, 51 years old. Mm. Fucking crazy. How far away were they from a hospital? When she I'm not sure. Up? I couldn't even find. All I found was the, the county is the closest I found. Mm-hmm. And this was 30 years ago. So it was in Stanlaus County, but I'm not sure. It didn't look like a hospital was any. I mean, hopefully they kind of tourniqueted her arms. And, you know, there's stuff you do with shock yeah. victims, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the guy they caught. Let me tell you a little bit about his words. He says they were and this is completely fabricated. They didn't he didn't think he was going to get caught. And he just spattered out the ship. He said there were other there were two other hitchhikers in the van, a Pedro and a Larry. These guys were never found because they were never there. And Mary said it was it was just him. That's like the two most random names. Yeah. Oh, Pedro. They're not going to find a Pedro. Like, what the fuck? Pedro and Larry. He said that she, quote, had sex with him, Lawrence Singleton and Larry, but refused to have sex with Pedro. So he's saying that she was a prostitute. She's not a fucking prostitute. This guy is a merchant seaman, Lawrence Singleton, 51 years old. He said, and someone said uh, they blamed the traffic light. Yeah. But in the paper, I, I should have put this image in there, but it says um, Singleton blames alcohol. So he says he doesn't remember anything. He was in a drunken stupor. He, quote, blacked out from excessive drinking, woke up and Pedro was driving the van and he didn't know where the girl went. He said initially he picked up a, quote, young, dark, complected female hitchhiker and then the two other hitchhikers. And they were headed south on Interstate 5 towards L.A. He said he paid this girl $60 to have sex. They drank vodka and blacked out. He woke up. The girl was gone. And then the two, Pedro and Larry, were driving his van to San Francisco. They never found either Pedro or Larry. He woke up and Larry said, quote, she had had her hands in the till and went on to L.A. That was a complete lie, what he said. Mm -hmm. So he was arrested for seven counts of attempted murder in the first degree, kidnapping, rape, sodomy, forced oral copulation and mayhem mayhem how many how many years do you think they he got for this 50 if the jury would have decided that lawrence singleton would have used a quote deadly weapon in the course of the kidnapping end quote he would have gotten the death penalty so and i was thinking about this if he would have kidnapped her with a, an axe or a gun and mm-hmm. this this case there was an axe right right if he would have used that to kidnap her he would have gotten the death penalty mm-hmm. but he didn't do that because she got into the car willingly right so so instead, mm. yes. So instead, for hacking off this 15-year-old girl's arms, he receives 14 years and three months, and he serves eight of those and gets out on good behavior. <laughs> oh shit! But don't worry, he's changed. He's changed. 
<laughs> okay, let's finish this one up. We're going to 1997. This whole time, poor Mary Vincent has been worried that Lawrence Singleton is going to come back and finish the job. Well, yeah. And then eight years later, he gets out. All right. This is his house. It's a uh, converted army barrack. Huh. He was, and we're going to talk about this in the, the next the next uh, episode here, but he was actually booted from every city he tried to, t- he couldn't go back to his. Oh, such a shame. He goes. He was registered as a sex offender, was no, he not? No, no, he wasn't because this was, that law was passed, I believe in 1995 or something. So it didn't apply to any crimes before that. That's a good question. Okay. 1997. Singleton has been out, what is that, 10 years? Yeah, 10 years, I think. Nine. Nine years. He's well, li- nine since the incident. It was. Yeah, nine since the incident. He's now. No, wait, did you say 97? 1997. So the, the thing happened Tw- in 1978. 19 years. Wait. Uh, whatever. 1920. Fuck. 19 years. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> Math is hard. February, all right, February 19th, 1997. Singleton is living in Tampa, Florida. His family lives down there, and he's basically living off welfare. So this man went on to have a family after- No, 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 his family, his, uh, you know, his Ma and Paul and stuff. Oh, okay. Living in Florida, Tampa, Florida. Okay. So I showed you his house. His house is actually nice. He kept it really nice, and he, none of the neighbors knew what he had done, because this is in Florida, right? This happened, that happened California. No one really knew what he had done. They just knew he was kind of an old, grumpy old man. Yeah. But he kept his home meticulous. Nice, right? He was living in Tampa, Florida. As I said, this February 19th, 1997. This is late at night. This is another event. Late at night. A house painter named Hitson, H-I-T-S-O-N, was painting his carport. Ashley commented (laughs) she loves the carport. So I think it's funny that that's actually featured in this story. (laughs) We don't have a carport, do we? No, a carport's like, it's it's not a garage, garage, but it's like open. It's just like a overhang. It's like a garage, but without the door. Right. It's like, it's just an area where you can park your car and not get wet when you walk outside. Yeah. It's like a roof, but no walls. Okay. Next to the house. This is Wednesday night, 9, 10. It's not too late. But this house painter comes back. He's like, shit, I forgot to touch up this one spot. He was going to wait until the paint was drying. And then, you know, the day just got from him. But he goes back. He's like, you know what? I'm already in the neighborhood. Let me just go back over there. I'm sure this old man won't mind. I'm just going to touch up this little paint. He goes back over there. He stops in unannounced. And he gets out of his car, his van, his painter's van. And he hears some muffled calls calls for help inside the house oh okay a woman a woman's voice calling for help screaming but it's it's kind of muffled almost like there's blood in the in the oh, throat she's like gurgling Ugh. he carefully walks over to peek in the window and inside inside lawrence singleton the mad hacker that 20 years before hacked off this 15 year old's forearms he is on top of a woman they are in the kitchen they are on the floor in the on the linoleum floor he has a large butcher's knife in his hand and he is repeatedly stabbing this oh, woman. No. And this woman is squirming yeah. to get out. Yeah. The police find when they get there, there's cuts all in the linoleum. Some mm-hmm. of them had went through her body and hit the linoleum. Others, she just evaded because she was squirming. Uh-huh. The next thing is documented. And we're going to go through the sources because this is insane. Not even breaking his rhythm of methodically stabbing this woman. He looks over at the window because that 
little painter, the one that came to touch up his carport, is peeking through, his eyes wide open. Oh my God. Not even breaking the rhythm of the stabbing, Lawrence Singleton looks over and makes eye contact. The painter said he had, quote, glassy-eyed. Lawrence Singleton stared directly in that painter's eyes and then continued to stab the woman. Oh no. I don't like that. So we're going to talk about that in the next episode. Oh. <laughs> what fuck? <laughs> What do you guys think? Fucking nuts, man. What an evil bastard. All right. Did you you guys like that? So we're going to continue on with that story. And I'm also doing another story for you guys that we're going to do right now. It's the Adi Sanchez story. It's a 911 call. And it's one of those stories that Jen is going to fucking hate me for. I don't know if you guys heard of it. O-T-T-Y Sanchez. It's a terrible story. It's short. And then we're going to finish up with the Lawrence Singleton one. So if you want to, if you're not a Supremo supporter and you want to stay on and continue the trivia that Nicole's doing and to hear this next story if you want to join us for that patreon.com slash talk murder and you can be a supporter and if not we release episodes every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time we record live stream every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and that's all I have so and we'll see you guys on live chat here in uh, 20 minutes so all right until next time good night you lovely lovely people